And I had a first in New York this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Finally, I finally changed my underwear in a, in a public library. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Hello, Caesar. I think you just crossed the Rubicon. <laughs> Nothing will be the same ever again, I think. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. Had to ground the sound wire on another wire. No, that's not because okay. otherwise it buzzes like the beehive that killed fucking Macaulay Macaulay Culkin and my girl. Oh man, what a weak, allergic little kiddo! Were you always perplexed by that movie? I was like, but Dan Aykroyd's a Ghostbuster. Yes, <laughs> that and um, Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, just Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, all of a sudden because Dan Aykroyd in these period pieces. Yeah, just crushing, and it was like this movie is sad. Don't make me sad, Dan. Was he funny in that movie at all? He probably had like I, a one dad liner joke, like I, I, keep the door open, re- kids. As I recall, but he's like a put upon single dad because didn't oh, yeah. the mom die of a sad disease? B accident, I think. <laughs> Just everywhere. <laughs> Everybody got bees. The, the script started much like Ghostbusters. It was a script about. Of an invasion of alien bees, and they just reined it in, and we're like, let's make it a story about a coming of age about a young girl. She's lost her mother, and she's about to lose her best friend. Slash, lo- they weren't in love; they were like just they were because they're little kids. Yes, they're very yes. little. The best they were part of their our age. The best part of that movie is when the beast part. The no, it's when um. Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from all those bees. Oh, the sexy, the busty bees. The busty bees. Put put his so got the dong between stingers. their, their <laughs> chesty breasties. Carapace. <laughs> I don't know. Slaked with uh, honey. I saw, I was on a... Uh, uh, Dan, Dan, you're just an actor in this. You can't, you can't pull an audible on the script here, bud. Yeah, maybe he was a co. He's probably a producer. I was on this a uh, subway platform with Anna Klumsky or Chumsky. What's her name? Oh yeah, Klumsky. Yeah, yeah. Anna Klumsky. Yeah. Anna Klumsky was a great actress. Veep. She's great in Veep. That took me two seasons of Veep to be like, why do I know her? I was like, oh my god, it's my girl. When you see. Because I have such a sad, miserable life. When you see somebody else. <laughs> With some diplom riding the subway, you're like, all right, I'm doing okay. They must be broke. (laughs) Is that Sir Patrick Stewart taking the subway to the Brooklyn Theater to play Hamlet? (laughs) Oh, man. Same page, bro. (laughs) I was across the the subway. I was um, seated across from me. I probably told you this, but was um, Verno from Stand By Me and um, his wife, Rebecca Remain. And at that point, you're like, the fuck Jerry McConnell. Jerry McConnell and his sexy wife um, mm-hmm. just having a subway ride. Were they sharing a subway sandwich together? He put her through the turnstile. He snuck one in. Ooh, yeah. okay. I love him even more. Yeah. Love him as Verno. I love the fact that he is just a nerdy dude getting it done. He, you know, swooned Rebecca Romaine Stamos and... He's an, 
apt to fucking sneak one through the old MTA. Yeah. I mean, if you were Sir Patrick Stewart, wouldn't you just jump the turnstile at every cost just so other people have a story? And just be like, click your heels. Yes. Like your beautiful lover. (laughs) I think Patrick, that's better than Bill Murray at a bar. Oh, I just saw Patrick Stewart steal a Snickers bar and he gave me the, it's okay, you got it. Uh, sure. I'll pay for his Snickers if he wants to steal it. I love him. Oh, no, but it's all about... It's like Harvey Keitel. He used to park across the street from Trailer Park, and I was like, that's making it, baby, because it was... There's no street parking on mm-hmm. 7th Avenue, or 23rd Street, sorry. So yeah. he was just... He's at a place where he's just like, give me a ticket. It's the same as if I were to oh, yeah. park I in a parking garage. I worked at a restaurant. Garage. Frequented by Mr. Keitel. Oh, yeah? How's Harvey? Oh, let me Keitel ya. <laughs> oh, no. He's a New York gem. <laughs> oh, is he really? A fan of ordering glasses of wine off of the, by the glass menu, and if, and you oh, give it to him, no. and he'll take a sip, and he will just pour that shit on the fucking street. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, yeah. What a tosser. And it was a shithole restaurant, like. It is a New York staple, and you see it in all the old pictures down in Tribeca. It is disgusting. Yeah. There is no reason anyone should ever eat there, but it's like one of those places you go to because you, you know, it's I think part, Mick Jagger yeah. had lunch with Allen Ginsberg in 1971. Sure. I gotcha. And they shared a French onion soup. <laughs> Don't but share no, like, a French onion with Allen. <laughs> No, no, it was like he's always second. after the croutons. It was like my second day, and they're like, "You're gonna see celebrities." And there was one guy, like, you you know the the type of New York waiter, like he goes to the gym all the time. He's mm-hmm. getting hot pump, little short guy, very muscly, yeah, well coiffed, always well groomed, mm-hmm. just and he just always had a bag. And he was like, "I heard Martin Scorsese comes in here all every now and again." Oh, he's got my script. No, (laughs) he'll never come to that restaurant again. That had to be a rule with the management, right? Like, don't give your scripts. Of course. But because it's one of those places that's just a fucking turn and burn. It might as well have been in Times Square. Right. Like, the managers are, like, two years older than you, if not your exact same age. Sure. And they're just the servers who stayed through a whole year. They're like, would you like to be a manager? Right. For no extra money. Would you like to be a manager? Mm Mm-hmm. You get paid a little. You you at least know what your paycheck's going to be, and you don't have to work a fucking breakfast lunch shift, right? That'll, and you get to Harvey Keitel will look you in the eye and won't not just pour wine on your fucking on your non-slip boots. fucking <laughs> Chuck <laughs> Taylors. <laughs> oh yeah, you're not slipping in that wine. What a fucking butthole! How dare you? How dare That's you? Because that and again, like after the guy was like, I got my script, and I was like, well. I'm a rube from South Dakota, but I know that's a fucking terrible idea. Uh, they were like, yeah, uh, you'll, you're going to, again, you're going to meet a lot of celebrities. They come in here. They do lunches, agents. Bradley Cooper, nice dude. Okay. I waited on him and his agent. <laughs> Biggest nose you ever saw. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could barely he get, actually drink had that a, wine. Had a, a recessed straw. prosthetic, so it made him look like he had a skeleton nose. <laughs> that's um, offensive to skeletons. <laughs> ghouls. <laughs> Ghoul shaming. Uh, but yeah, they were like, okay, well, the big one we got to warn you about is uh, Harvey Keitel. Oh, he's, he's a, a bit one. of a pill. You know, and they tried <laughs> yeah, to put a right. shine on it, and they were like, yeah, I waited on one time. He just he pours the wine on the street. And I was like, 
Yeah, I'm prick. good with never doing that. I don't ever want to meet him. Like him in movies. Sure. For the sake of dropping names, that's not name dropping because it's just seeing people. I told you this, John Ham. It's just a wine story. John Ham came into the restaurant I was working at. Yeah. Um, ooh, celebrities. Nicest guy ever. Came over, sure. thanked the staff, ordered just bottle after bottle of wine. And what happened when they didn't like a bottle of wine, which you can respectfully open and be like, yeah. Well, one, if it's corked, obviously. But two, yeah. if you don't like it, you can just be like, you can probably get another bottle, but you kind of take that risk sure. with ordering wine. But it depends there was, on the price. Range. Yeah, there was like, a bottle he ordered and they just didn't like it. So he just ordered another bottle of wine. You know why? Because he's John Hamm and he has ordered another bottle of wine money. Sure. And he doesn't. now he's not the big one, as you said. Oh, Harvey Keitel, he's a big one. He's a bit of a big one. A piece of also, shit. It's, you're ordering wine by the glass. Yeah, wine by the, the glass is menu. no, sir. That's it. I've done it. I've set up fucking wine. I've set up drink menus. That's a $20, $25 bottle of wine. Yes, it's awful. And it tastes exactly like what you're paying for. You're like, mmm, tastes like Merlot. Tastes like it's been opened. It's been for a exactly. minute. Tastes, tastes like, like it's been cold, hot, then cold. Cold, hot, cold. And then the new guy pours the old, old wine into the in. new wine. And you go, ah, okay. All right. If, yeah, if you're a wine drinker. Wow, what do you think about the people that order? Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Welcome, welcome to ordering the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Case. And now let us serve you some swill. They let's, let's uh, serve hot dog wine. What do you? How do you feel about somebody that orders a glass of wine? Is like, could you open the bottle in front of me, or can you open uh, the bottle a new bottle for me if they're ordering by the glass? Oh, that's happened to me before. Yeah, what's your take on and it. And I always say, yes, of course. And then I go I back too. and just pour from the same <laughs> open bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. Sure. And they're like, mmm, power of suggestion, right? Mm-hmm. Or I, like, because the place I work, you, it's the same rack of bottles. I'm like, okay, take the fucking $16 bottle of fucking Pinot, Pinot Noir and go, is this the what you saw on the menu for $9? <laughs> <laughs> right you exactly I don't, like okay it does not matter it does not it's... matter and there's nothing wrong with ordering a glass of wine no of course not no just don't pour it on the ground yes exactly when you don't like it like this isn't great and i i i i, I on the same end if you're a server who's like but it is it's only been open for nine hours sir what do you want? Another one? Like you go like, oh, it's not great. Let me okay, open a fresh. Cool. Maybe there's something up. Let me yeah. open a fresh bottle. And you just go, they don't like it. Why? What? Do you want to go talk to them? I'm a fucking server. <laughs> right. Like your job is to go <laughs> massage this. I'm just going to open a new bottle of wine and you can, can yell you at me if you want. imagine having to have a serious conversation, one with anybody <laughs> about a single gl- off the glass menu, but with <laughs> Harvey Keitel just being like... <laughs> What what about your nine dollar glass of wine, sir? Um, what is I, it? I, oh, thanks. Meg just gave me my phone. I know we um, it's I know it's a, a Zinfand. I, I know it's every single grape that you can turn into wine, <laughs> and there's like seven percent of everything. But it's kind of what you get. <laughs> oh, the mean streets. Oh, it's, oh I, I love it. It's one o'clock of, glass of wine with mm. your 
right. top salad. Exactly. It's always lunch. He's never there during dinner because that's when someone's going to go. <gasps> that's when he's eating out of the trash. <laughs> parked in front of that trash. Double parked in front of that trash. Now it makes sense why he using would just the, park wherever the fuck he wants. Using those parking tickets as a napkin. Right. He probably fights those tickets. Oh, of shit. course he does. You know it. Because people go, might not show up. Is that Harvey Keitel? <laughs> I oh. took pictures, Your Honor. This sign was clearly <laughs> obstructed. They're like, are you Harvey? First of all, you can't drink that in here, sir. And second of all, <laughs> he's just swirling, swirling it everywhere <laughs> like Homer Simpson. It's just spraying. <laughs> oh, God. What a tool. What a tool. I thought it was. I thought that was. Just like, because literally today I was driving around, I couldn't find parking for a half an hour, which is not usually the case. But when you're looking for on-street parking for half an hour, about yeah. 20, at least 20 minutes in, if not less, you're going, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is pure, uh, yeah. wasted it feels life force, energy, money, might as well gas. Flaying yourself. Like, yes. It just feels, it's not a to-do, but it just, like you said, it feels... You just feel it leeching the life yeah. from your body. It's one of those tasks that means nothing. Means nothing. But you have to do it you have because to do otherwise it. you get you get a kaitel. This fucking ticket yeah. and you just can't fight it. You're like, I can't fucking. I don't have that seventy dollars because I wanted to not fucking go move my car, sleep I, in. Because the ash, the street cleaner never comes down our fucking never, street. Never ever. I don't think it exists. It's happened because when we were still in Brooklyn, Ash had to get up early to go to work because she has a, a normal job. Yeah. And she would move the car to one of the, the, the 930 streets mm-hmm. instead of the 830 street sure. or the 7th street. And then it was my job to rouse my fucking sad sack of shit ass Put out of back. bed. Like, fucking 9 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> So, of course, you know, like, you, you hit it some days, you miss it some days, and, like, there was, like, one morning, I was like, oh, fuck, fuck, eat this, fuck this. I just read Then Street Sweeper never fucking comes. Oh, yeah. So, I kept, because we got the sweet spot, because we used to live by a school. Yep. So, obviously, you could park at night, but it has to be out. It's crack of dawn, but if you get that hot spot. You're in business. Right at the border. It's like you're selling fireworks to that fucking Puritan state next door. <laughs> Just scoot that bumper up to the edge. And you're like, that's the spot. Sweet spot. So we had one of those. I just kept looking. I was like, Street Sweeper never fucking comes. No one ever fucking comes. Fuck that. And sure enough, look outside. And I was like, oh my God, go! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bathrobe. Uh, Like Batman's cape. (laughs) And of course, they had gone past it. It doesn't matter. And then you just kind of look like, is did the cops come? Are the cops coming? No, because nobody cares. No. Just somebody happens to walk by and they get it. They're changing it now. So it's just they're making it so easy because they just have those cameras on a swivel on top of the cars. So they'll oh, just, so they just they'll just scan that. where your car is not supposed to be. They'll take a drive down and then they'll just ping, 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 ping and give you a digital ticket to your mailbox. Jesus. Don't even have to do the footwork. There's gonna be so many more tickets. I just saw something. It was on the news, or it was like a news clip. I think they're proposing it, or it's a, 
they're like the a digital toll for mm-hmm. New York. So if you drive your car into the city, like I've seen them when we've driven from Ohio, like driving through Chicago, like outside of Chicago, mm-hmm. they have these like mounted scanners where you walk through, yeah. like you don't pay a toll anymore. They just go bing. Yeah. They ping you and then they send you the paperwork like two weeks later. Yeah. And you pay the toll. But I heard they're going to do that in New York for anything like below 86th Street. Yep. You can't even stay within the fucking city and not pay a toll. You can't even sneak a car and like, right. As soon as you cross that bridge, bing, 15 bucks or 26 bucks. uh, Yeah, it's like $16 or something. And it goes both ways. So if you cross downtown and have to go uptown, you're paying double that toll. Twice it. I mean, I guess that that's how tolls work. It seems stupid. I guess they're giving like an exemption or a, a reduced rate for rideshare people. But I was looking. I went to a show last night in the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. Took the subway. Subway took me about forty five minutes. If I wanted to take a lift, this has just changed so much, and I'm I know it's everywhere. But a yeah. lift from where I am in Astoria to where I wanted to go in the Lower East Side. Keep in mind, it was. Just a one chain train exchange. I just had to do one transfer. It took about forty five minutes. Yeah. It was sixty dollars to take a lift. Sixty just into the fucking city. Oof. That's a lot, I mean, right? That's crazy. That's an insane amount of money for a fucking Wednesday night. It's yeah. not even like flex no bad time. weather, Super no. Bowl, Christmas, no like peak that type area. of shit. Nothing. Ugh, they're gonna kill that business. Like I think so. And then you're gonna. So, so what I was saying is they're just gonna tap yell- that toll on. Again? So then I'd be paying a toll to go downtown, right? So you go in, you pay a toll downtown. So then seventy five dollars to take a car. Come on, crooks, all of them. I agree. That's the same things happening with. I New York is the. Mm-hmm. premier place to order food it's just what new york's about you order your food in you, you stay in you got fridge. this little apartment you got the small fridge you order chinese it's it's a staple you you know you get a slight you know it's just what it is you don't order food here anymore because it's all serviced out to these companies that all fucking hit you up with all these crazy charges it ends up adding like 20 dollars onto it now and oh, they're God, not beholding was- to beholden to the restaurant that they're delivering from they don't give a fuck what their no. food comes across as so these guys and it's not the it's just the system it's not the delivery guys. sure sure yeah it's yeah. the system they'll go around and pick up nine orders and then mm-hmm. ping all these nine orders so if you're number one in those orders your food is fucking is ice shit. cold old garbage so like what you you know so think back in uh, back when you lived here, back when I lived here, before I moved yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, You and Ash, you order Chinese food. You're ordering a fucking oh healthy meal if you're say paying thirty bucks, right? Oh yeah, you're that's a big Chinese feast. food, and so yeah. you end up paying like thirty five bucks or something because you you tip, yeah. right? Um, that same order would be like sixty five dollars now. Fifty add twenty dollars or add twenty and then plus it'd be like sixty bucks for That's Chinese dope. for 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 like delicious New York Chinese food that order. is what it awesome. should be for twenty dollars. Yeah. 
I'm not that disparaging haze it. on the menu. Yes. No, no, no. That the re- the reason that stuff still exists is because because it's good. It's- Affordable and it's fucking delicious. It's tasty. I love it. It's a staple, like I said. It's but comfort food. When you're eating it, it breaks your soul. It's like parking when you're eating it and realize how much money you spent on it. Um, Why are like crooks? All of them. It's just things are getting just things are getting out of hand. But to transition, I had a first in New York this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Finally. I finally changed my underwear in a in a public library. <laughs> oh well. Hello, Caesar. I think you just crossed the Rubicon. You... Nothing will be the same ever again. I think. Have you ever had to like take every? So the st- I didn't like shit my pants or anything, but <laughs> I I I had to. I was in between teaching classes. And I was, I had to, pee. Shit I had to pee really bad mm-hmm. and I was hustling, just holding it. And I'm 40 years old now. So a little got out of hand. Squirt. So a little went in the underwear, <laughs> saturated the underwear and then saturated a nice spot onto my jogging pants. And I was like, I had to oh, teach a class in worst. like 20 minutes. With little piss I piss on, on my jogging pants and I got to teach a class in like 20 minutes. And I was like, this isn't going to dry. Because the underwear underneath is too <laughs> <Or> wet. <still. laughs> so the underwear don't, the sun can't hit them. So they'll remain damp. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't. They're gray, light gray pants. The stain oh, is too that's the unfor- most unforgiving of, <laughs> yeah. of hue. And so anybody sneaks a peek below the belt, they're going to go, this guy has a fucking... I gotta stay here for an hour trying to help me get in position, (laughs) and I gotta look at this fucking Lichtenstein. He's working on these fucking joggers. So I was like, I got a pair of underwear in my book bag (laughs) because because sometimes at the gym I will like exercise, so I'll always have like an extra pair of underwear and socks in case I need to change. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta do it. So I went into the bathroom. It's not. Uh-huh. It's not a shared. Okay. So I wasn't like You're in a going. stall with <laughs> with my bare ankles. So it's a closed, locked. But like when you, so, the, the way you feel when oh, you, God, it's the worst. Have nothing. You just have a shirt, and you've taken your shoes off, and then you've gingerly stepped back in the shoes, and you have no pants or underwear on, but you don't want to yeah. step on the bathroom floor, so. You kind of have the back of the shoes pushed down and you're gingerly oh, yeah, <laughs> putting new underwear on. And you put the old underwear oh. in your coat pocket. It's kind of wet. Uh, that's when the internal cat calls. You're like, hey, <laughs> hey you. You're like, oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so she dried up. No issues. Um uh, no, many issues, many, 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 course, many yes. emotional, but they, spiritual are, issues. Put bury those. Down yes, deep. those can go deep. I can put those under the under the trash heap that is my life. But man, when uh, those bare butt cheeks are hanging out in a public sphere, ooh, the fear of that door accidentally, you know, cracking open. <laughs> It always the lock's always fucked up. That was always a fucked up lock, or they got a key. I bet get that cold door on those cheeks. Oh man, was that a specter or is that a creature coming through that door? And I didn't. It didn't have to happen, 
but I I stopped for butterscotch discs. <laughs> Grandpa I, Joe, I, what I are knew you doing? I had to go. But I was walking by a D two, which is like an everything store, and I was like, I need some butterscotch discs for the car, and of I course I want to save five minutes because I was gonna. If I were to go back for butterscotch discs, it yeah. would be after my class, and it would be slightly one block out of the way between class back to car. Listen, I got Wait, you. I'm You're right go, here. Go, go. New York right City here life. for my discs. But it cost me some... <laughs> it cost me every. It cost me everything. It cost me everything. Oh, well, no, as I was saying, speaking of New York, I saw a uh, thing before we started the podcast. And it was that they're um, installing new jump-proof doors on the subway. Like no, they're out really? New. Oh, boy. Eh, I'm just saying. I'm a New Yorker at heart still. And I saw that. I was like, that's some weak fucking sauce, dude. Mm. New Good. Yorkers are as industrious as the creatures that surround them. There's no fucking way. They're just going to get... Like, they're just like... Saloon doors that probably come up to about your eyes, Hans. Like plexiglass, right? Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. about mid-thigh, maybe yep. just above the knee. So instead of the classic turnstile, which they're like, you can jump that shit, like we were saying, Patrick Stewart, yeah. clicking his heels, it is like, and it just goes, and opens and shuts. Mm-hmm. Sideways. So people will be crawling under that shit. Exactly, but the, but the turnstile device is still extremely hoppable. Like, they didn't put, like, a bulletproof glass with like a star trek door like you can still like go over the the device that where the turnstile used to be yeah still the same thing you still swipe your card the same way yeah you can just go harumph over that still and then the doors will open so it's still turnstile and then another barricade it's like the turnstile hubs yeah but then they jerry-rigged probably uh 10 million dollar Doors. Oh, I'm sure they were a billion. <laughs> oh, that pork barrel, dollars. baby. That oh, yeah. just, that fucking board of MTA is so fucking crooked, Jones. But the quotes I saw, like the comments on it, because I think they have them in like London. They have them in Europe because they just the people are like, yeah, that shit stays open for like way too long. So you just fucking follow just someone a in. Ton of yeah, yeah, yeah. Ton and then they had a video of people just it was like fifteen people that just went <laughs> just like a conga line just went through as that fucking thing stayed open because it's not going to shut on somebody, right? You just have to reach an arm out and it stays open. I can't. It has it to. Cannot. That's too. It cannot. You get your head stuck a, like Chad Crom. Fuck. That's a fucking lawsuit. Hell if, yeah! Like I'm, I'm waiting for that one person. I might come back just for a vacation, so that I, my family and my children's children can retire. Yeah, get, get my fucking head meat hook st- stuck yeah, in that just thing. Lose an arm. Uh, I just foresee those things getting fucking broken with baseball bats. So you just have these sharp shards that close on you like of teeth. Course, yeah, because they'll just be broken through. One mean. One mean night out, all it takes is someone's just kicking through that shit. Yeah, of course. Oh, all the time. A turnstile, you get your legs stuck and you look like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. That literally happened yesterday to this woman who was probably coming from Columbia Law School. She had, I mean, who am I to judge? I don't give a fuck. They're such crooks. I don't care if people jump the turnstile because they've been fucking bilking us since that Mm -hmm. has been put in. 
because they haven't done any fucking fixes. So much money, they haven't done anything. Uh, She jumped the turnstile, kind of got her ankle wedged in there. Oh, that's the best. fucking embarrassing. (laughs) You have a fucking Ave St. Laurent's bag around your shoulder. Jesus Christ. Um, Hey, but you want to be embarrassed? I don't give a fuck. Do it. Yeah. Go for it. Jump it. Um, Just go under. I know. Here's the thing. Like, this is, I think this is what's going to finally tip the scales. Yeah. They install these across the city. Like, they did it at, like, three subway stations. Everyone who visits New York is going to pay the fucking subway. Exactly. I've seen my family try to navigate. They're too scared to not pay they'll overpay they've right. swiped that card i'm like stop swiping the card <laughs> you just paid 40 dollars for two people for god's sakes I know. like if two of you bunch in it's fine you know you walk them through so any tourist is gonna overpay yeah yeah so you have these doors and now that there are doors there's absolutely no way a visitor is gonna like scam the system because sure. they're too scared it has enough room underneath the turnstile has that the fucking poke so you got to get down real low yeah to get underneath this that seems like there's a little more give underneath and i feel like all of the those those above us in their fucking high catbird seats are like they'll never crawl on that dirty floor <laughs> are you fucking, kidding fucking me? baseball pants <laughs> greasy fucking kickboards like people are gonna just fucking Whoop, You'll put your stirrups on and hit second base with those pop babies. Pop up, baby. Just put a fucking Hell third yeah. base on there. Sure. Boom, pop up. People I'll will carry Rose, subway towels now. Of course. Oh, yeah. I should fucking sell those shits right next to the yeah. Chiro. Uh, Get some. I want some Knicks, Nets, Mets, oh, Jets yo. subway towels, baby. Hell yeah. Jets subway towels right next to the. Come on. I, why can't I think of the name of those? Just glide those under treats. that thing. What's that? What do they sell the sugary treats in the subway? Churros? Oh, the little newsstands? Oh, the churros, yeah. Churros, okay, yeah. Never had one. But no, you ever go like you a... ever get a churro waiting for a, I... the train? No. no I mean, never. Neither. I've got an empanada at a bar out of a Coleman cooler, plenty. What? The classic. What's well, the same like the like the nice ladies from the neighborhood oh, who come in on those yes, carts and yes, sell yes. hot empanadas out of the Coleman I'll, cooler? I'll buy like mango and like when it, it's something different. If it's above ground, I'm all for it. I have never done the Chiro or like the puffy orange snack. Oh, that chips. bun that Yeah. No, oh, I've seen yeah, the no. buns. The buns seem fine. You know what I'm talking about? They have zero yeah, the chase. Yeah. They look like an orange, hollowed out orange. Yes. Like, they section. look like a spoke, yeah. like a wagon wheel. And they're just a mm-hmm, puffy exactly. corn or I've rice? had them. They're just like a kind of like flavorless, they, crunchy Why don't thing. they flavor them? I don't know. You should. Crooks, all of them. They Give them street corn. Give flavor. me a little mayo, a little hot hot on there. Oh, nice nice chips and mayo. <gasps> Guess who makes plant-based vegan ranch dressing now? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. The pits of Mordor have opened. Hidden Valley... Oh, Vig. Ranch. Vig. I've been dipping potato chips all week. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Oh, it's so gross. Just a bowl of ranch dressing. You're finally and some back spuds. with the rest of us. Got it. Yeah. Crumbs. Oh, man. That Enjoying doesn't take crumbs. a lot. I'm changing my underwear. I feel like maybe tomorrow's noose day. 
dabbing then, the ranch off your face with the waistband. Then that ranch this part's shows clean. Up, this part's clean. Saves yet another miserable life. <laughs> Thank mm. you, Hidden Valley. Oh, man, I have a creature story for you that I saw just before the podcast. I don't know if, if you saw it. I'll find it in my photos and send it to you. It's fucking magical how fucking disgusting it is okay i just sent you this thing i found or that pop that new york magazine just reported <laughs> it's so fuck it's not funny but it is fucking hilarious oh it's so perfect case read it to uh, us it is so i saw this before the pod started and i was like you know what we bag on fucking jb and trumper and obama and clinton and the fucking bushes but at least we can get rid of them or they go away at least kind of in our very flawed system but it's ours so this came out from new york magazine today it is king charles has been secretly spending the assets of deceased citizens from northwest england who have no wills or no next of kin and he's been spending it on renovations to his real estate portfolio what a fucking <laughs> I was trick. like, that's king shit. Yes. That's the kingiest shit. That's king. Yeah, that's old king behavior. King behavior. I guess if nothing, if nothing changes, look at how soft and supple his lips he, are from all the kingly creams he puts on his face. It's like that motherfucker literally wears jewels. Yes. Jewels. <laughs> yes, he does. He fucking mind by the hands of children. Like we forget. Yeah, we forget. He is a direct line to that fucking antiquated fucking divine right of king shit. Yeah, everything. Like it's crazy. It is. He's like crazy. he was groomed to be where he is, and there's a reason he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, any the fact that they have a monarchy, which is you have you're part of you're born into whatever your system is. But if you're in the system, you can't look at us and be like, look at your silly leaders like, nope, nope, sorry, you don't get to, you don't get to, man. I mean, our steel, we know that, we see it, they do it. But then we put them in prison for a month or two. At least one of them. We get one of them. We usually get get one a session. The fucking straw man. Yeah, we get one a session. I love it. I love it, too. We just strung this dude, George Santos, up. And I love. I hope he. I hope he can come through. On he's just like they're all fucking crooks too. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh, they are. We all Fuck know yeah. that. But do you have crooked Dish. Jones information? Because dish it out. He he's crooked. He's crooked. Look at him. He got, no he got as far as he did. Like he knows so, a little bit, even a little bit. Just give me a taste. And the same thing happened with that dude, Matt McCarthy. Who's like, I'm fucking out. Peace. He's uh-huh. resigning this year, and he's from California, yeah. so there's a good chance. Both of these guys, there's a good chance they'll get replaced by Democrats. In the grand uh-huh. scheme of thing, by the way, that doesn't matter. No, of course. Um, I guess actually, unless it becomes a Democrat House, Senate, and presidency, then shit gets weird. Uh, and I, I mean that in the sense on both sides, shit gets weird because they do all their own shit, and then it gets repealed because everybody gets pissed at that, and then it all becomes the right. same side. You kind of sure. do need. That's the whole idea. That's checks and balances, but. McCarthy has been around and glad handing for 30 fucking years or something crazy. So they did him dirty and they did him dirty. 
the and speaker. He knows and then some they dirties. Went. He knows the guys changing their underwear in the congressional bathrooms. Oh, oh let God, me yeah, tell he you. Knows, he knows where all those soiled sweatpants are. He's got cameras in Hung. those toilets. You better believe it. So I hope uh, that no, comes to I, light. I was there, you know, because uh, all of these, like, sort of journeyman, older um, senators are all sort of unceremoniously retiring. Yeah. And they're like, we're done. And they're, you know, it's all that thinly veiled, like, it's just, we can't get anywhere in this system. Sure. So I I will step back and go into public life and try and do, like, for example, Mitt fucking Romney. Yeah. It was months ago. He was like, I'm not running again. I, I got no skin in the game. And uh, I was, like, reading some stuff, and it was just, like, analysis of, like, yeah, I think regardless of who is elected, like, some shit's coming down the pike that has to do with some deep, deep corruption. Ooh, and it has to it. go, like, deep, deep, like, with Ukraine. Because it started before the war. Oh, sure. Like, it started, like, in, like, 2016, 2015. Yeah, I think it started before 2016. And it's across both aisles. And it's all of these. And, like, Hunter Biden is, like, the front-facing thing. But, like, Mitt Romney and John Kerry's children all got weird, cushy jobs in and around Ukraine. Making money, doing weird shit. Like, everybody kind of got juiced in, and now this war is happening, and it's not necessarily going the way anybody wants, where people are finally going like, okay, like, what? Like, why are we spending so much money Mm -hmm. to fight Putin? Any, like, okay, he's a bad guy now, I guess? Okay, all right, okay, all right. And it's with zero diplomacy. Right. They're like, we refuse. To speak. I get it's hard to to handle certain leaders, but with zero, that's just an endless war situation. So what are you... Right. What are we we up to? It's fucking Vietnam, where they're like, we will not speak to them. We will not fucking... (laughs) Iraq. Eventually, you have to speak to them. Otherwise, you speak to somebody worse than them. Right. It's like, you can't have corporate war. Right. You can't. You can't have, like, focus grouped combat. You either have to do, which is disgusting, you have to do what the fucking Mongols did. And it's like, bend a knee, and if you don't, we kill all of you, and then it's over. Like, that is that right. is the, how it was done forever. Yeah, we talked so about can't that be with like, the food I and I kind everything. of like you, I need a little, and you can't, like, you, it's just... We've sort of, like, created this sort of, like, action figure sort of mentality of, like, it's humanitarian war. You can't have it. Yes. Yeah. Especially, like you Mm -hmm. said, if you have zero, if you're going to have a zero conversation with the other person, with the other side. Yeah. Then that's total warfare. That is exactly, exactly Mongol, like. A, you, you wipe these people off the map and but then you don't have to deal with them but not to belabor it because we talked about it many many episodes ago like you are uh, emboldening a uh, an endless war when like you said when you're keeping that food chain open 
You're like, well, mm-hmm. we need to make sure Russia can get all their exports through this area. And you're like, right. what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why would you do that if you're trying yeah. to win this war? No, there's something else very nefarious going on. Because even sure. me, and I'm as simple as they come, baby. I'm an underwear-changing yeah. Mongol. Install- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what the fuck? Why should I get that that doesn't make any sense right out in the open right you can't have like and it's happening right now that duality of we have part of like the american government being like we need a fucking ceasefire in israel and palestine we need a ceasefire but we're also the same people are going no ceasefire in ukraine like yeah how is that like mm mm-hmm I know politically it's different, but like you, how can you out, speak out of one side of your mouth and then also speak out of your side of the mouth as well? It's very, very, you can't, but you can. You can't, but you do. How about that? You yeah. can't, but you do, and then nobody thinks anything of it because they just um, water it all down with this infighting in Congress and money, and this yeah. person doesn't like this, but this person does like this, and at the end of the day, none of them give a flying fuck you know what what's starting to happen is the ice is starting to break and they're going to put it on they're gonna put it on uh netanyahu and be like okay fuck it we're done with this oh yeah the money doesn't we don't want the money to go to you right because you're responsible for this exactly and they're gonna do the same in ukraine they're gonna put it on him and be like Zelensky. we don't want the money to go on you yeah there's gonna, then we'll, they are going to turn on him hard, baby. Know, you don't fucking... Don't get in bed with America. No. Never. I can't think don't. of... Don't. Can you think of one ally that we haven't slithered around their fucking neck and tightened up? You just fucking... It's you want an apple, baby? You want a little bit is, of this apple? Is Britain. It's That's our big brother. Yeah. Yeah, do we... Do we yeah, I guess we do kind of... That because really we became the second most powerful imperialist. That's it. Bloodied their nose and then choked them out mm-hmm. economically since, literally since, like we beat them in the War of eighteen twelve. It's just been a chokehold. I think they just still owe us money from WW two. Really, probably that they're gonna we're gonna hang that over their head until time immemorial. Oh, fuck yeah! But eventually we're gonna have to borrow some money from some people. And uh, it's not going to be pretty. Most likely. Yeah. It's China. They already own it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I I guess I don't know how that works. I don't know how we can spend all this money and keep borrowing money without it. it, I know that doesn't work. I know that doesn't work. You can't keep borrowing money. Eventually, you're just paying the interest until you can't even (laughs) afford the interest. That's how that works. So is it pretend now? I think so. How can it not be? How can it be anything other than pretend money? Yeah, unless you're stealing it from fucking the graves of people in Western England oh, to yes. fucking install unless, a toilet. Sure, sure. Unless people oh, stop man. giving money to oh. what does happen to people? What happens to money in the United States if you know you're that guy who's been hoarding all your coins for mm-hmm. 50 years, no next of kin, 
you end up on um, uh, unsolved mysteries because you've just heated right. a can yeah. of beans every day of your life and eaten a can of beans, but you right. die with seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and we're looking for the next of kin. What happens to that seven fifty? Uh, soaked gets, soaked I mean, up by the state. Bank keeps yeah. it. Bank keeps it. Uh, it just gets eaten by the system. Has to, right? Yeah. I mean, it's no different than what King Charles did. He just has the fucking gold-plated cojones. Yeah, he's got <laughs> like, it. I want it fucking for hands. me. Yes. I want new wallpaper. I hope he has wallpaper. Oh, he I does. hope he has wallpaper. Oh, I just said that yes. as a, the most plebeian person. It was like, that motherfucker's never seen wallpaper in his life. Oh, yeah. He's um, got no. He's got that nice, pricey wallpaper, or maybe that cl- wallpaper was big in what the late eighties, mid nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah, it usually yeah. had like geese on it and those little. I blue remember hearts. the to do because my mom did wallpaper and yeah, it was mine like too. to get it nice and even. You had to have the cuts right. How it was fucking... an art form? It is, but what a that's like park having to park your car, man. Yeah, putting oh, yeah. wallpaper up. Wallpaper oh, and wall paint out of here. Budget for Prince Charles. <laughs> oh God, it's zero. Because mm-hmm. it's precious stones. He's uh, he has stones from the Giza pyramid in his fucking bath. He collects bath minerals like Oppenheimer. Oh, you know what I did today? Speaking of hmm. driving, I was like, finally, when I was trying to find a parking spot, I was like, I'm just gonna park here where I can't, and I'll keep peeking down the road to see if anybody moves. I was like, yeah. well, while I'm here, I know the car needs a little oil. I got some oil in the house. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got that thing, a uh, washer fluid, a top, uh, or I know I need washer fluid. I'll put that jug in there. And I so I put the oil in, fine. Put that old jug of washer fluid in there, and I'm about to throw the washer fluid in the recycling. And I look at the label and it says, summer formula, not good for below 32 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. And I was like, what the fuck is summer formula washer fluid like the whole point of buying washer fluid so it doesn't freeze right and i look it up and sure enough they're like don't do it if you live in a cold area your washer fluid reservoir will explode and it will cost you a thousand dollars and i was just like i just put a whole fucking jug of this fucking shit in here it's 34 degrees out right now it just started fucking flurrying outside so now they're like, I was like, well, what am I going to fucking do? Do I have to run all this shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just run it all through. Mm-hmm. But then somebody said, no, you can buy a pint of vodka and put a pint of vodka in it. And the alcohol will like mix it and stop it from freezing. <laughs> so I got to go put a fucking <laughs> jug of car cough in there. Get the old crack head back to the old fucking corner store. Huh? God almighty. It's like, are you fucking, <laughs> what is summer formula? Summer Never heard formula. of it. Well, why did I buy it? You know why? I bet it was 20 cents cheaper and I didn't of course, even look yeah. at the fucking label. That's my thing. Of like, why does it have to be different? I don't know. I don't Is know. Is there a negative form- for using the cold weather wiper fluid they in the summer? S- they say summer formula has like it's extra slippery for bug carcasses. What are you driving through? <laughs> the fucking Yucatan? <laughs> I don't know. Crooks. <laughs> fucking crooks hey we know we should do a summer formula that breaks people's shit that breaks their fucking car you know and then we should invest in fucking reservoirs <laughs> buttholes ukrainian <laughs> reservoirs oh god 
Let's see. I changed my underwear. Yeah. Um, I oh, saw that. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, speaking of crooks, I, I was I heard starts with the holiday season. Like McDonald's, I guess, did a huge Co- McCosmic or something rollout for. They're like, we're doing it. So of course it's on all those fucking dopey morning of shows. Of course, that's all native advertising. They're like, McDonald's has got it. They're redoing their burger. They're changing 47 things about the burger <laughs> to make it taste more real. And I was like, wait, what? More real? Like they're changing. And I was like, it's a fucking hamburger. Like, yeah. Or I mean, quote unquote hamburger. Sure. It's a protein worms carrot car- carcass sliced very thin. But I was like, 40. How could you pick 47 different things? Oh, wow. It's either like a rush to finish your homework moment, or it's just that weird and like, because I was like, maybe the pickle guys like, um, I don't know, cloves. Okay, pickle. That's one. We'll change the pickle brine. Sure. We'll change the type of cucumber. We'll do this. We'll do because they're like, I guess, you know, we'll add chia seeds to the bun. Right, like they're losing market share to, like sit like like we always joked about in college. We're like, sit down burger. It's like a yeah. nice sit down burger. It's like, where like McDonald's? You own Chipotle, right? Like if people are eating Chipotle, it still works for you. Sure, you yeah. still. It's like when Bud Light lost all that market share because of the Dylan Mulvaney shit. What they own, uh, Corona took over, or yeah. whatever, and they own that. So yeah, it doesn't so it does matter. zero matter. Yeah, uh, except I guess the people that work for McDonald's, the burger place, sh- the the patty, production? they'll do like Spotify and lay off like fifteen thousand people. Wow, but McDonald, you know, like it's just some sort of stupid. It's like that opening scene in fucking Monty Python, fucking Meaning of Life, like the. The fucking corporate pirate ship buildings oh, that fight. Oh, yes. Right. Right. It's like, it's this, you're the same, but you're going to, okay, fine. Sure. I wonder what the 47 thing. How it's embarrassed just... should you be if you're like, we're going to make our hamburgers taste more real? Like, That's what I thought. What? I was like, like, it doesn't affect you or I. It is, it's a right. funny thing you and I get to laugh off because what's... neither one of us eat at McDonald's. What's the thing that popped up? That it was like Joe Biden and the sixteen dollar fast food. Oh yeah. Do you? I don't know what it is. I just saw that <laughs> headline. Did you? Do you know what that's about? I read it. It was just a random like kid, like a twenty something on TikTok. He did a tick, which goes to show you the fucking power of TikTok and sure. the community. Like uh, the oldies, us oldies, and then the oldie oldies just don't understand like he just posted a video and was like what the fuck is it's like a big mac meal and it was like 16 17 dollars and he was just like what the fuck is this like this is insane even for that 20 something who has grown up in that sort of bubble he's like that's too much even for me yeah so immediately it just caught on you know it's like that classic political, like they always joked about, like the price of milk. Like if the price of milk and the price of gas is this, you're in trouble. You know, yeah. get rid of that president. So it was just that. Some kid was just like doing a, you know, jokey, jokey TikTok for his contemporaries. 
and was like, yeah, fucking the price of fucking McDonald's is twenty dollars. Waka waka. Got and then it. And then it becomes hard news. Okay. Yeah. Of because course they pick people it up are fucking, fucking pissed off. It shouldn't cost fucking twenty dollars. Like right. Saying, with, I want my shitty Chinese food with that takeout. A hundred dollars for fucking shitty Chinese. Food. That's where these guys are gonna fuck up because again, record profits before they raised all these pri- prices. Record profits before all these prices. People mm-hmm. are like, well, COVID did us hard. It's like, no, 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 no. We know the. If you want to see the numbers, the, the numbers are there. But um, they're making the creature comforts unattainable. That's a dangerous That's where, fucking yeah. road to go down. When you're fucking mm-hmm. making net, making me like, I don't know about my Netflix. Then all of a sudden I'm not distracted anymore. If you're taking no. away my McDonald's, all of a sudden I got a little more energy to fucking research marks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, no, you better really... be fucking careful, man. You better be careful if you're taking all these cozies away. Well, you're starting to see it with like people don't know how to handle Going, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time like dwelling on politics, but right, like, of course, the the machine of the the DNC doesn't know how to handle all of these young kids coming out so hard for Palestine. Mm, yeah, no, I know, right? Because they're like, oh, we have political obligation. We have, and they're like, no, fucking genocide, Joe. This, like, they're coming out so hard, and they don't know what to do. Right. Cuz these are the same college age late high school kids they need. that that are used to during covid black lives matter mm-hmm. during like after covid the last like 3 2 years like trans lives matter like these kids have been mobilized right like they know what to do cuz they've done it they've done it two times over and you you sat back on your fucking laurels and set up these fucking Nonprofits that all kick back to act blue. Right. Which just proves you didn't care about any of that shit to begin with. Sure. You're just so like, <laughs> no one's going to, your dad's political party ain't going to do, we'll do, we're, we're hip, we're cool. Right. And now they're like, we don't know what to do because they're like, they're disenfranchised because they have to pay $16 for fucking fast food. They're there in the same go. place everybody else is, but they're like, what's my fucking future going to be? Oh, it's that old fucking guy. All these old fucking rich guys. Fuck them. Exactly. No, 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 no. You should like this old fucking rich guy. And people were. He's your grandpa. uh, Whether this is trending or whatever. uh, Have you heard the term silent depression? Mm -mm. That's what people are talking about right now. They're like, people are talking about inflation and gas. They're like, this is nobody's using the term depression. But we're we have to be. In a depression, this is a silent depression. The Great Depression. As in the Great Depression, because in the 1930s, during the fucking height of the Great Depression, it was still more attainable to buy a home than it is right now. Wages were still, based on inflation, better than they are right now. How is this not a depression? The only reason is there is a... Um, a stopgap, right? There's right. Uh, what protections in place or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, I I read a fact and I was like, oh god, I hope that's not true. But it was in Canada and in 2023, which is not over yet. 
it was like 44% of home purchases mm-hmm. were for private equity. Like, Yo, they yeah. weren't humans. It was corporate. Yeah, oh, so absolutely. Almost 50% of the homes purchased in Canada, which I have to assume is the parity for here, it has to be. Sure, of course. At least exactly, if not more. Like fucking landlords. Mm-hmm. Landlord lords. Man, uh, feudal. Feudalism. It really like, That's corporate kiss feudalism. Boots. Kiss like, my Jesus fucking Christ. boots. Um, Which is why we get all these creepy ads. Like I told you about like a few weeks ago. I was like, I get all these weird. Like we were talking, like I told you like that legitimate, like fucking uh, switchblade. That I was like, that's just an ad on Instagram that I got. Sure. For a proper, like, I'm going to go take a sosh down to Hades fucking switchblade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and after I talked about it, because we talked about it, oh, yeah. I've gotten nothing but the best. Beautiful. Nice it's collection. very, like, robocopian ads for shit like that. Like, one was, and I was like, that's actually pretty fucking badass. <laughs> it was like, a, it's like a necklace. So it's just a, a ring. Maybe like a fourth of an inch around, mm-hmm. just like you know, like a big fat ring, but it it extends out into four, and it's just a brass knuckle Ooh, that you can. Nice. So it looks like a car, like a little bit larger than a Carmex, a little Carmex thing. Yeah, sure. And you just go put it on your knuckles. <laughs> the videos are the best because they're like because they frame it as it's for outdoor defense, as mm-hmm. if you're gonna. Punch a, bear. a fucking grizzly bear in sure. the fucking nose. So the guy's using it and showing that it can be a necklace. <laughs> I was like, this is the so jerk practice. I love it. The guy, and he's doing it, putting it on and kind of like showing off, like, look at this. And then it cuts to him just punching a watermelon. Yes. Like yes. Seconds. Christian Schlieff and German <laughs> just artists. Just a watermelon <laughs> and then goes back to doing like karate moves. Watermelons but the, aren't the hardest fruit to punch through with bare knuckles. Right. No, exactly. So I was just like, ah, I love it. But it has the the goo. Is it's it? got the goo. The It's oh, red. Yes, so yes. You, it's very visceral. Illegal? Uh, Are those ring transformer knuckles illegal? Uh, that's why I haven't ordered one. Because I don't want to be on a watch list. Well, if you got it on your necklace, just for deck, right, exactly. Man. Deck like, just put it in your luggage. See what happens. My luggage tag. <laughs> um, but then the one I got today was so good, dude. And I was like, um, so it is a book. I took a picture. I'll send it to you right now, actually. Because it is like a Mr. Show sketch or a JP sketch. Uh, it's for a. Um, it's a gun locker. Uh-huh. So it's got a little coat on it. But when you look at the picture, it has this beautiful sort of like cabin and the title is called Bedtime Stories for Unexpected Visitors or Unexpected Guests. Book written by We the People. You open the book up and it's got like a old briefcase luggage code, which, you know, in a pinch, you've been deep asleep. I've been deep asleep. Zero, zero, zero. I've heard my cat knock something over. And it takes me 15 minutes to, like, get my oh, wits about yes. me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's this tiny little three. And if anyone's ever had a briefcase, it's just you're going to go one, 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 
turn the click, thing. Click, it pops open, and there's a gun in it. Which doesn't I'm have like, to be okay. a gun, though. It could be your Put riches. any sorts of stuff in there. Jewels? All your butterscotches? <laughs> My scotch discs? Um, but I was just laughing because I was like, the ad is for from a company called Star and Bar. Yeah, I know. It's good. And I was like, you know what a dead giveaway is? The person who has that, that's the only book in that fucking house. Yeah, that sure is. So if I am a crook, a cat burglar of sorts, I go in and go, oh, I see one book on there. Uh, that's where his gun is, so I'm going to steal that first. <laughs> Man, I mean, even if you have a bunch of books, you know, somebody comes over and, like, that just seems like, too easy book? to drop that fucking I book know. on the ground. <laughs> right? <Bang>! Boom! <laughs> boom, boom! It does or what God the cover forbid, says it does. you're this person and you have a kid who, because you're so fucking weird and fucking conspiratorial, your kid is naturally curious and yeah. your kid will probably love books. Ones with Dad, bedtime stories. Book? Bedtime Bang. stories. Yeah, right? Exactly. I do want to sleep with a gun under my pillow. At least one night in my life just seems like bad, pretty badass. Big oh, old yeah, no hunky shit. gun under that pillow. <gasps> I just want to be working a hot testing. case. The yes. only time I'll do it if I'm working a hot case. That gun goes underneath. Or yeah, you you have what is you know you just have your ten gallon just barely resting yeah, over the eyes. You know you're only ha- you sleep kind of with your eyes open. You're ready to go, right? Got that gun ready. Or I can do the cl- I can do my own like shotgun down the pant leg into my boot, oh, so yeah. I can sleep like Lincoln. I can keep. <laughs> Right. That desperado comes in. Oh, yeah. I can keep right my at the derringer. bottom of the boot. Bang. Keep my derringer and my I'm a big, soiled I like panties. A... <laughs> Just put it in those and sling it like David. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been given a gun. Uh, oh, well, oh, I guess. You... Would you. Would you got? Oh, what do you, you got? have? A... I have one thing because I know do you got it. a treat for us. And I'm and just. Then we can. It might. There's a new documentary on Netflix called Bad Surgeon. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? I think I've seen it on the feed. I have. I don't know much about oh, it. Oh, okay. It's, uh, without giving anything away, you can watch the first two minutes and go, yeah, yeah, that shit doesn't work. It's about this, like, jet-setting surgeon who's, like, breaking the field of surgery because he oh, created fuck. this plastic windpipe. Oh, shit. And I, I know about this just right. from this plastic windpipe and you can't do anything for like somebody that is like throat cancer or something like that. You really can't mm-hmm. do anything. There's nothing, there's no organ to replace. You can't just put a piece of plastic right. there. Just snap it. Cause in. your bot, it doesn't work like that. Like it's yeah. either kind of an all or nothing thing. So he's like, no, if I bathe this piece of plastic in stem cells, then the body will take it. And I'm like, on oh, its is face, that the Nintendo okay. blow of technology. Yes, and they show it, and I was like, just sprinkle a little kidding stem me. cell goo on it. It's basically like a fucking PVC piece of PVC pipe, and oh. he's literally like washing wow. over it with like just soapy water. It's like this is stem cell water, and I'm gonna like, give that it a hot lather. Gonna die, and they all do. They all die. Of course, but they go. But this guy, if he's rejecting my throat, right? His plastic throat piece, and you'll see like 
it's worth a watch just if you want to see. I Come love on. those documentaries where you're like, is this guy going to keep the lie going? And he's got lies in all directions, so I don't want to give it away. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, this guy just is the not web. ready to quit. This guy fucking is not ready to quit with his lies. Even when she starts crumbling down, she's like, no, no, that's that's my brother Phil in the picture. To a time when scientists are actually the smartest people, mm. the most curious Not people, just the handsomest, the fucking Ben Franklin-iest Pete. Like you're like you're so smart, you should do this, and he's like, yeah, I'll do that for a little while, but mm-hmm. I I have other things I like. Right, I like to paint and design kites and shit. Like we need more of those people. Right, sure. Not the this fucking guy who create those people who paid or cultivate. Of course, he paid a lot of money to go to fucking med school. Like he knows how to cut your throat open. Right, but that's where it stops. Pretty He's a much. fucking mechanic. Pretty He's a fucking much. body mechanic. Yes. Oh my. God. And we know how so... crooked fucking mechanics are. He is. So somebody brings him a throat piece, and they're like, "Uh, doctor, it's which is the, it's what, which three is the centimeters top? too short." And he's like, "How long did you order another one?" They're like. Ah week he's like but well, we're going in tomorrow he's like it's fine it's good it's good and i was like just oh my it. god like a... she's gonna die <laughs> just it's like stretching an old shirt yes like, no, just give just yes. pull her trachea a little bit more oh, loosen it up god oh god even just saying that out loud is just um uh can i get another batch of stem cell goo please it's, it's so true just i'm gonna use the the neck band of my t-shirt and just extra goo extra you goo. even know it's even faker because they have a novelty size syringe that he pokes a few in there like he's based in a turkey oh gives god it a few i was just pokes gonna... full <laughs> of stem cell um was man. that my butter syringe or my uh stem cell goo syringe <laughs> Eh, it doesn't matter. Same. Yeah, it's, it's actually. It'll, it'll, it's it'll all just it. margarine. <laughs> exactly. It's all just sugar fucking... water and fucking margarine. Oh man, these poor people. Um, what did you, what you have? You have a treat for us. I do have a treat for us. Nice. I have a quiz. I'm ready and for much that. Much like shit. classic jerk practice fashion, like you and I, I I tried to start this quiz for with a deadline when of we course. did our Saturday morning. Special. Pod. Mm-hmm. I had said I wanted to do a Saturday morning cartoons quiz. Right. So, of course, I blew the deadline. Okay. Didn't do well, it. It's, it's Thursday so I, afternoon. I got it now. So, I'll take my C. Nobody knows what day or time it is other than we've said exactly. it a few times. But So, this will be a- Saturday morning the, somewhere. It's Saturday morning somewhere. Exactly. Um, this will be to lighten the load a little bit. So, this is going to be a Saturday morning cartoon quiz. Okay. So you're going to have, I have seven, no, I have eight. Mm-hmm. Eight couplets. you got to choose which is Saturday morning yes. or Saturday bore, morning, morning. Oh, Saturday morning or Saturday morning. I love it. I love one's it. One's true or one's blue. Get the, get out. Get the fuck out. Get out. Um, So I guess we can do a little backstory about the history of Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning cartoons started in the the mid fifties, and much like our other something else we love, like late night television, it uh, came about because the three monolithic TV companies mm-hmm. had realized they had airtime and eyes, so why not fill that gap? Sure, it's just empty, laying empty. So late night 
after the news, they were like, why don't we have a show? We can sell advertising. Of course. That's why it's for everything adults, comes so, up. Yep. As above, so below. Adults get late night. They're like, okay, we have... Everybody is home on Saturdays and Sundays. Most people don't work. We have this chunk of time to fill. We can sell the shit out of advertising. So, like, let's do cartoons in the morning saturday and dumb morning. dads are busy fucking getting harped by their dumb wives just fucking the banging lawn, on the garage the wrong fluids in the wrong machines yeah and then pouring vodka in those machines <laughs> one for me one for them. you <laughs> exactly one for me one for you thus so again that's saturday morning cartoons are born and of course they started because these animation studios first they started with playing just the shorts that used to run before movies like mm-hmm. Looney Tunes, Merry Melodies, Walt Disney stuff. And quickly they ran out of that. So then all of these bootstrapping animation companies came up and because it's cheaper than doing live television, they were like, like Hanna-Barbera, like all this stuff. They're like, we'll give you cheap shit. We'll do it fast. We'll do it quick. And we can fill five hours, 10 hours Perfect. on a week. Yeah, exactly. So I combed through the depths. I put my spelunking hat on. And going through it, I found lists of old cartoons. And because you and I are very much like Bill Murray and Scrooge, we grew up on TV. This one was hard because there's a lot of great, weird cartoons. Oh, I bet. But I was like, I know Hansi knows this is a fucking... He knows it. I know he knows it. So that's why it took me so long because I had to find the right amount of weird things that surprised me so i hope they surprise you these are gems that i think most of them were like half of a season quickly okay, supplanted sure, by sure. things like transformers and ninja turtles like Joe the and, cartoons yeah. we all know and love sure these stood side by side with the titans of our childhood and were quickly overshadowed gotcha so we'll go into it the first one of the Saturday morning or Saturday morning boring. So one is real and one, one really is real. reminds you that your Saturday morning is fucking over. Yes. Yes. So one is true and one is false. And you gotcha. get to decide. All right. First one. Number one. We got it's called Saturday School with the Marx Brothers. Mm. A series of seven minute vignettes feature the fabled brothers as they interfere and lampoon the most Famous historical events. Uh, sorry, I read that wrong. They lampoon famous historical events every school kid should know. Gotcha. Every every episode opens with Groucho with a Groucho introduction featuring a series of slightly inaccurate facts made worse by his constantly interrupting brother Chico. Mm, just Groucho so and Chico, huh? Saturday yeah. School with the Marx Brothers would also have gone head to head with the Robonic Stooges. Mm. Mo, Larry, and Curly are a junkyard-based are junkyard-based cyborg superheroes who fight crime with their often malfunctioning bionic powers. When not running a junkyard, they moonlight for a superhero employment agency, thwarting the likes of Count von Krankenstein, Achilles the Heel, and Poodle Man. <laughs> What's that last one? That doesn't seem like something you would make up because it's too on-the-nose dumb. But... That is so crazy that I wish it exists. I think the Marx Brother one is real, is morning, and I think Stooges is boring. 
Hansi, you're about to go to a strange new world because Robonic Stooges is real. Holy shit. What era is that? It's like early 80s. And as I read it, I was like, I feel like I saw this as a kid. Wow. Just in the. I wish I had because I in the notes I had what it against was up against something called Skate Dogs. Okay. Spun out of a show called Skate Dogs. Which I think was like an HR Puffin stuff, live action puppet, and they had roller skates. And then I think the last living person who had any connection to the Three Stooges was their old manager. Okay. Who was married to Shemp's daughter, or Moe's daughter. Gotcha. So there's this sort of like last ditch, like, can we fucking milk this stone for more blood? And it's they're just you know it's mo they have robot powers and they live in a junkyard, just they that they really decided to make that fucking crazy as hell. It'd just be the Stooges working in a junkyard. I, that's all the mysteries. Thought. Yeah, just fucking throwing pies at each other. Yeah, and they threw all that extra mustard on it. But and then, I want to see it now. No, of course, yeah, you can look it up. It's goofy. They have like the superhero outfits, like. It's them. And then I was curious because I was like, okay, like, you know, the antithesis, like, co was Marx Brothers. I was like, was there ever a Marx Brothers cartoon? Because that seems like fucking low hanging fruit. Right. And it turns out they had, they did faux animation for, like, the intros for the Marx Brothers. Like, they animated them. Gotcha. So people were like, why not make a cartoon? So I saw, like, it is like a three minute short of a screen test of a cartoon they were going to do. And it's just like, so I just, it never like came out and I was like, Oh my God, it would have been amazing to have. And Groucho does the voice. Sure. I mean, he, so that one's technically like half. Uh, yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. But robotic stooges. I was like, what the fuck? Robonic? Robonic, not robotic, robonic. Because they're bionic. Yeah, they're ro- and, they're robotic. Wow. And I guess that they had a, some like relatively well-known comic creators like did a, a comic of it. Oh, like, okay. Ten years ago or something. To oh, try and... they're like, this is so crazy. Let's try <laughs> and bring it back. Do it. All right. So now, okay, that's our early. That's eight o'clock. We're going now. We're at eight thirty. Okay. Eight thirty. You got to switch between your your stations. What are you going to choose? Because mm-hmm. one of these is a ghost station, and one of these is something you can watch with your own two eyes, Hansi. Gotcha. First is Bigfoot and the Monster Machines. The story mm-hmm. follows five monster truck truckers, uh, twin sisters Red and Redder, Professor D, Close McCall, all led by Yank Justice, driver of Bigfoot. A young woman named Jennifer McGraw steals a map that leads to the Fountain of Youth in Florida from an elderly corrupt billionaire named Adrian Ravencroft, known as Mr. Big. Ravencroft hires a gang of henchmen who help him try to get the map back. They include a man named Ernie Sly, as well as Ravencroft's limousine chauffeur. The band of criminals chase Yank Justice and his friends across the United States and try to kill them. Yank Justice. Yank Great Justice. Great fucking name. So that was a little big. So that was Bigfoot and the Monster Machines. Okay. And now we got the Evil Knievel action show. 
Evil and his mobile stunt show travel the country, thrilling the masses with their death-defying feats. After jumping a gator-filled swamp, Evil is approached by a mysterious old woman called Madame DeVoe. She enlists Evil to help her protect a magical amulet known as the Evil Eye from a cruel lawman, Judge Wright, and his band of crooked cops, all led by a mysterious boss named the Beholder. So evil Madam D and his death-defying friends, Sandra Sparks, Skid Marks, Lug Knots, <laughs> and evil's pair of odd couple hounds, Crash and Bernie, travel the U.S. trying to do enough good deeds to open the evil eye, restoring it to its true form, the Eye of Light. Wow. Wowzer to both of these. Yank Justice seems made up. Skid Marks is perfectly beautiful because it's, it's double entendre. Um... So the yeah. obvious go-to is Evil Knievel, because how could you not license that property, right? Mm-hmm. It's so right there. Yeah. It's so got, fucking and then weird. Bigfoot and the Monster Machines. Bigfoot and the Monster and Machines. Evil Knievel action show. You got monster trucks. Yeah, it's got to be. Evil Knievel is real, and uh, Yank Justice is Really wish it existed. Well, your wish is granted, Hans, because Monster Trucks is real. How is that possible? <laughs> I know. As soon as I saw it, oh, Yank Justice, that's going to be a curveball. <laughs> that's such a curveball. It's too much of it. Wow. That is the best name I've heard in a as while. I read, because I, I was trying to, because a lot of them were, um, like, movie and Proper, which we'll get to, like yeah. movie properties and things. So I was just like desperately trying to like get enough different things, so it wasn't just like you know, is this uh, the Steve Urkel show, right, or the this show? Sure, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was just like, I'm gonna search Bigfoot because if it's not a thing, I think I could make it up. And then I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> it's better than I could have ever dreamed. You couldn't you can't write this shit, baby. So I would yank justice. I was like, that's gonna yank haunts by the old scruff. You got me. Because yeah, it's it, a jerk practice name. I was like, oh god. It should be. Oh my god. Speaking of yank justice, if I don't go yank one in the bathroom, meaning pee, I'm gonna have to yeah. change my underwear in front of me. So <laughs> like, give me one second. <laughs> All right, Yank Justice. I got, I got to correct you though. It's Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines. Is it Muscle Machines? It's muscle Machines. Copy I'm, it. Wrong. I'm looking up old Yank here. That one I did not see a clip for because I just was taken to the wiki page. I don't think there is a clip to see, but there's a DVD available. Oh, you imagine? I mean, a fucking whole God. DVD of that shit. Because there's is someone who is a huge. E, uh, Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines fan, Stan. Absolutely, he's there changing his underwear in the bathroom right now. <laughs> he's got his own Bigfoot with the fucking portageon in the back, where he changes his underwear. <laughs> hey, I got to pause. I got to change my underwear. <laughs> All right, so I'm number three. Two. Okay, uh, number All three. All right, this this the, this is going to be a good one. We got Rubik's the Amazing Cube. When Rubik's the Amazing Cube falls out of a stagecoach of an evil magician, it changes the lives of Carlos, Lisa, and Reynaldo Rodriguez forever. 
because Rubik's is a flying, talking Rubik's cube with the face with a face that possesses special powers and the sped up voice, a la Elvin and the Chipmunks, the sped up voice of Ron Palillo, Arnold Horshack from the sitcom Welcome Back, Cotter. The kids deal with everything from foiling, e- foiling the evil magician to getting revenge on a bully and dating. The show's opening theme was performed by Menudo. A lot of details All right. there. A lot the of other one. one that I think breaks. The it. next okay. one is called Pet Rock. Yeah. <laughs> one night, an asteroid falls from the sky, crash landing in a local junkyard. Neighborhood children Tyrone, Lucy, and Miles Thurgood have fa- appears they have found a new friend. Pet Rock appears to just be a normal rock, except it can float, levitate, levitate other objects, and tell jokes with the slowed-down voice of television personality Charles Nelson Riley. Parentheses, still unmistakably Riley. The kids quickly grow up, grow frustrated with Pet Rock because he's only active when they're looking and inert when others are around, or so it seems. Pet Rock uses throws his voice and uses his levitation powers to help the kids with a local street gang, a cruel principal, and an awkward alien invader searching for his precious power stone. The show's opening theme was performed by a young Teddy Pendergrass. Ooh. So you got high voice versus deep voice here. Deep voice. And the first one I was going to say, Ron Palillo's voice is already so screechy. It'd be so hard to... To feel it sped up, but Charles Nelson really slowed down. You always, you hear sped up voices in cartoons. You don't hear slowed down voices as much. So the antonym there is what's going to make me go that Rubik's Cube is real and Pet Rock, I really wish I could Got a see. winner, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fucking Wow. <laughs> Again, I was like, this is too fucking insane. Bonkers. An evil magician stagecoach. I didn't make that up. That is something I would make up and didn't. And was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Cartoons used to be so insane. They did, but like, but they're insane in a different way. Insane cartoons. This might be a silly question because I guess some of them are just so normalized. Like, I get, like, I remember these, like, half-season madness cartoons. Yeah. And then people got pretty lazy where they're like, Camp Candy. Sure. John Candy has a cartoon. Of course, yeah. Like, uh, Star Kid, I think, was Macaulay Culkin's yeah. cartoon oh, yeah. or something. Um, well, it's a perfect transition into number four. Oh, so perfect. All right. the same wavelength. All right, well, let's do it. Let's All do right. it. Hans, you got one with Rubik's the Amazing Cube. Finally. As soon as I saw Ron Palillo, I was like, I you got it. Come on. You you gotta look up the picture because it is just the Rubik's cube with this like blue baby face and little nubby legs, oh. and he's flying, and it's so uh, like they really lean into like I guess it's like the first uh, oh my god Latin, I can see it. Latino forward cartoon sure of Menudo and the actors are all of Latin American descent. And it's just like, okay, you guys could have saved that for something that wasn't a Ron Palillo vehicle where he has a smile voice and he goes, because <laughs> apparently he has the same laugh, but yeah. I read a quote where he's like, it's a different laugh. 
Uh, it There's was different laughs. It was part of the Pac-Man Rubik Cube Amazing Hour. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh shit. That is a scary looking. It's horrifying. Like it's a troll face. Wow. It's very like uh Folks, fucking we'll Hellraiser. Like yes, Hellbox. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly because what right. I read was like sort of the dramatic tension, other than an evil magician trying to steal back his fucking magic cube. Was <laughs> anytime Rubik's gets bumped or dropped, Ronaldo or uh, Lisa or Carlos have to solve it before he can come back come to back. life and help them. Wow! Oh, so there's a lot so of bumping cubes. off of tables and like I assume a baseball hits him and he falls out of the sky or whatever. Wowzers. Anyways, any of I'm just gonna put this on Front Street. Any of these cartoons I would gladly Gladly for. In particular the ones I'm I created. I would of course love that. Because Pet Rock, I was like, it's just that Warner Brothers frog short. Right, exactly. The gag is always someone's like, What? It's just this fucking just a rock. Mm -hmm. That's pretty funny. I wonder if there's a Seagal vehicle. Oh, there should be. There I really wish I thought be. of him for the fucking list. I call it perfect. <laughs> I wonder if they ever did those people like a Van Damme or a Seagal or you oh, know the you more fucking read my mind are... because I was going to do a Van Damme one mm-hmm. because I don't know if you ever saw it. It has a very very small spot in my childhood. Yeah, because I think it aired two Saturdays in a row mm-hmm. and I saw the promo and missed it because it was on at like 6 a.m. one Saturday morning <laughs> yeah. and I set I asked my dad to set his alarm to wake me up so I caught the end of the crop report and saw it and then set the alarm the next Saturday and they didn't have it on and I was oh, fucking furious, furious. They made a Rambo cartoon. Oh, okay. Okay. Of all fucking vehicles, of all people, a fucking nightmarish <laughs> like fucking First PTSD. Blood, PTSD veteran comes back and is shit on so hard, he kills a sheriff and himself. They make it into a fantastic movie that was supposed to be Steve McQueen, but yeah. he, he got too old and then unfortunately passed away. So then... It's given to Sylvester Stallone. Fantastic movie. Well done. They kept it light because he doesn't kill himself at the end. Right. Which spawns the Rambo franchise, which he murders. He literally calls himself the angel of death in the script. Right. It was like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. They, um, um, I should have thought of Seagal. Seagal's great. Seagal would be a great cartoon. Rambo v. Rubik I would watch in a heartbeat. Under Siege Saturday. Saturday Under Siege. Be a whole... Give him a sassy, a sassy robot. Where are we? Because kids love that shit because their dads made them watch it all. So you have a Saturday morning block that's just Saturday Under Siege. So you got the Under Siege cartoon. You got Double Impact with Rodman and oh, fucking yeah. Van Damme. That was Damme. my Van Damage control was oh, when I started trying to come up with. Chuck Norris. It was Van Van Damme and the Hard Targets was, I think, the title I had written. Hard Target was a great movie. That long fucking wisp, curly hair, that that long curly. Oh, man, that was beautiful hair. 
it's so good. But oh, yeah. Anyways, time. moving into IP. Yes. Got that it. they try Got to it. milk the life out of. We're getting of into number four. Hanti's got one on the board. Mm-hmm. Quizmaster has two. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we can tie this up or expand the lead. Solve this cube. Okay, so we're at like 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. Cereal's out. Mm-hmm. All the bros are up. Milk Mom and dad are low. shuffling about. Mm-hmm. Regretting paying for cable because <laughs> all of the fucking nonsense that's coming out of the screen. First, we have... I would assume uh, it's got to be Fox. We got Problem Child. Okay. Junior Healy, troublemaking redhead hero of the big screen Problem Child. Cult Kids Flick goes full cartoon for a series of slapstick misadventures. Comedian Gilbert Godfrey, who jokes he'll take any job whatsoever, points out points out that's evident as he's the only cast member to work on the cartoon reprising his role. As Principal Peabody. Which he'll do any fucking role. So that's, that's got that. On on UPN, you have Revenge of the Nerds cartoon. <gasps> the animated series takes place between the first and second film. The Tri-Lambdas return, but this time it's summer. With the Adams Adams jocks home for the summer, the nerds can play. The series finds its footing embracing physical comedy hijinks with each of the unique traits of the various nerds. Episodes range from Booger the Chef, Lewis and Gilbert Build a Supercomputer, and Lamar State Fair Finalist. Actor John Goodman was quoted saying, Beats flipping burgers when asked why he returned as the show's villain, Coach Harris. How I wish that were true. How I wish, (laughs) wish, wish upon all... My stars, that that was true, <laughs> but I think I remember seeing Problem Child, the cartoon. And now, if you say it's the other one, I'm misremembering. But man, I can picture it, and I know Godfrey doesn't turn down a gig. And the the giveaway is that creators, as we've found out from all of the other examples, they are not too in tune to details such as between first and second movie Mm-mm. they they're they're not worried about continuity so while i wish booger presley was on the main guitar i would have to say <laughs> that problem child is a real cartoon and that is you are correct is yes i swear i remember seeing it i saw that problem child was a cartoon and it stayed on my list of notes and i was like i have to use it because I was like, of all movies, it does have a, a, a seat in my brain from childhood. Sure. But I was like, I had no fucking clue. So then I was trying to think of an analog, and I was like, and I just fell in love with, I wish I could pitch a Revenge of the Nerds Fuck cartoon. yes, in a heartbeat. <laughs> that should be, be on so Netflix great. tomorrow. If they can't, Revenge of the Nerds is a great property. It has a lot of nostalgia for people. Uh, you could get a lot of voices back. I mean, the most oh, yeah. successful is probably Curtis Anthony Armstrong. Edwards. Yeah, Curtis, he but was he in did. Ray. That's why I had to set it. The reason, I, the reason I put that line in, because I don't know if you ever saw it, they made a Police Academy cartoon. Oh, I, uh, did I ever see it? I had a sticker book for I it. had the toys. Yes, I saw it. It was great. Um, so I that did. was my thinking. It was like, I know Ponch probably knows that Police Academy was... A animated property so i was trying to think of an analog to police academy and i kept coming back to like it was like porky's eh, yeah. eh, we just talked about it 
And I was like, Revenge of the Nerds. And I just was like, I just enjoyed making my own sort of I fake I want to see pitch. Booger the Chef so badly. <laughs> so <laughs> badly. I would get you. <laughs> what? Um, I mean, we're so close, if it's not already in the works, to getting a shitty, piss-poor version of a Revenge of the Nerds remake, right? I mean, we are oh, I mean, what on was the it? cusp, of course, right? Fucking 12 years ago? Like, Trevor was... They filmed it. They filmed a remake because Trevor Moore from Whitest Kids, either they filmed part of it. He played um, one of the, um, he was on the, the, the Knocked, the Devil's Night. Okay. He was uh, an Amish kid who, they redid Nerds and he was the Amish what? kid on his Devil's Year or whatever. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, I think they filmed it and then whoever owns the rights went, meh. Wow, I don't. Re- I mean, now they that you say it, it, it's vaguely coming I back to me. But wow, they filmed it at Brooklyn College. Okay, so it was like right when we moved there, and I was still sure. working at the Starbucks that was like breathing distance from Brooklyn College. That would have been twenty years ago. Would have been twenty years ago, which is oh, crazy yeah. to think about. Um, but yeah, they tried they to revive it. it. I don't know if they filmed. A portion of it, but I remember when we first moved there, Trevor was playing the Amish Devil's Knocked nerd. Which is a great idea. Like, that, that, could, that, that could work. That, that, that could work. That fits. That tracks, for sure. But they either stopped production halfway through, sure. or they filmed it all, and we're like, eh. No need. No need for a remake. Cartoon, let's do it. Up. Cartoon would be so perfect, and throw some fucking Netflix Monopoly money at it, and get all those guys. You might not get Anthony Edwards, but you might get him for a taste or two. But that was, I was going to say, that's why I chose that line, because the, uh, they specifically in the wiki for the Police Academy cartoon, they were like, this cartoon series takes place between Police Academy oh, 4 and oh, 5. Oh, okay, I take it back. All right. That's, I, somebody, <laughs> so I, somebody I was had like, some care to oh, it. Maybe it'll be nerdy, minutia detail could throw a little monkey wrench in the system. Because I know nerds lore, and I know Anthony Edwards doesn't partake. He does not. In Spring Break, and two comes in via satellite, it's and via then never satellite. shows up again. What's wrong with you, Anthony Edwards? For so sake. if it's canon, it has to take place between one and two. For him to star in it, though. Mm-hmm. To okay. be a member. All but right, well. If Alf is any, you know, taste, they could just make it intergalactic nerds and... Have like one, it could be Booger's like solo show, you know what I mean? Just Booger and Lamar, yeah. which would be a fucking amazing, but can we just bring Booger. those two guys back? It's yeah. on the consciousness, right? Booger Presley's a sexual predator, okay? Yeah. Um, but essentially, or no, he's not, a, he's, it's let's Angel take it easy Devil. on Boog. Let's take it easy Lamar on Lamar is a thing of beauty, a th- being of pure kindness and love and joy. Yes. And Booger is us he's the mud people (laughs) he's a trog but lamar finally gets to live his fucking truth right like now's his fucking time not that he but he really gets to fucking shine because he can represent all the um oppressed people and booger needs to learn a fucking lesson about how to treat women stop being a pig stop being a fucking pig so those which is why i already I just love the the title Lamar State Fair finalist. Yes. You just gave me the rest of it. 
he has to dress Booger up as a pig. He's the prize <laughs> pig at the state fair. Yes. <laughs> Done. Because Lamar's pet pig gets sick. So Right. Or yeah, Lamar's pet pig's too idea. much of a diva. Like, oh, I don't want to do this. It's beneath I'm him. not a stage pig. Yes. I want to be a pig pig. Mm-hmm. So let's get a real pig. Be you. Uh-huh. Think of all Booger. the condoms you can buy with those winnings, Booger. Uh, and Booger's bedroom's an outhouse. Oh, of course. Of course. Oh, the show. Netflix, if you're listening. Come on. And they are. You're going to get ads for brass knuckles and... Revenge Pitches. of the Nerds cartoon. Revenge of the Nerds. Takes Greece. place during the summer. Every summer. Mm-hmm. And then you can watch the movies. And then every summer, our cartoon shows up. And the nerds frolic while the Adams Adams go back home to get yelled at by their dads. Because they're no not reason. D1 football players. They brought back uh, History High or whatever that show was. Oh, yeah. Clone High. Clone High, which I loved. I never went back to watch it because... I don't know. But at the time, I remember really enjoying it. It's great. Yeah. They also did a cartoon for Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, yes. They did a Spaceballs cartoon. Oh, yes. Yes, they did. All of the... I Because I was doing the research, and I was like, fuck, they made a lot of weird cartoons. They have That I so should have watched, but never did. Mm-hmm. But the next two... I okay. definitely watched. Oh, all right. Next two you watched. Yes. Okay. I understand. Okay. Anyway, we're at number five. All right. Since we're deep bench with prop intellectual property now. Okay. First, we got the Emmanuel Lewis Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Calvin Cal McDonald, modeled after Emmanuel Lewis. Of course. May only be six, but he's who you talk to when you have a problem. He's the kindergarten Columbo. He's the gumshoe with gum on his shoe. Mm-hmm. Whether it's... A busted locker or stolen lunch money, Cal's on the case. If you have a crime, you'll do detention time. His sleuthing is often obstructed by his classmate, Mary Artie. Mm-hmm. The mom well, on Webster recently passed away. Oh, really? Rest in peace, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> very Lutheran of you. <laughs> Not very <laughs> of you. <laughs> Uh, oh my! Uh, next, we got uh, the Gary Coleman show. This is very J- boy, JW. Boy. Gary Coleman's likeness is Andy LeBeau, who's a sassy apprentice angel. In each episode, Andy is dispatched to help a child in need and resolve the prob- resolve his problem by with his supervisor and fellow angel Angelica. The antagonist of each episode is Hornswoggle, a demon that only Andy can see. Who tries to make Andy's mission more difficult? Mm-hmm. So, I can. They're both very believable because both um, actors were very marketable to children, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is bizarre to think back on. Um, but for some reason, I can picture what the animated Gary Coleman looks like. But am I thinking that? Am I mixing that up maybe from like a commercial or something? I just, I can't see in a, both of them have different names than their real names, but both of them have their mm-hmm. real names in the titles. That's, yes. That's yes, a tough yes. one. Yeah. What was, what, what was Emmanuel Lewis's name? It was Calvin Cal McDonald. And what was Coleman's name? Uh, Andy LeBeau. I think that... Because it's 
would because it, it should be the one. I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I think Coleman is not real, mm-hmm. and Lewis is a real. Hornswoggle got ah, you again, Hansie. I can picture him. Why did I go against Gary the Coleman? Show is actually a spinoff of a TV movie he made, like Angel with the Crooked Halo, or some son shit. of a bitch. Yes, I knew it all sounded familiar. Why did I do it? But the moment I was like Emmanuel Lewis in a Columbo trench coat, I was like, I see that in my brain. I know it's not true. And Emmanuel Lewis didn't have a cartoon that you know of. No. How's that possible? No. How do they miss that boat? And Jeez. I even deep bench nerded it. I was like, Webster was on ABC. Yeah. I remember watching Columbo's on ABC. Mm. So it was like, it's a crossover. It I'm going to do the Columbo. How's Columbo not had a cartoon? Oh, that's also fucking awesome. That would be real good. Oh, man. Week to week. Famous person is Columbo. All right. Nothing but ideas this week. If yeah. you're listening, Netflix, we're here. All of mine are available. I You got to talk to Emmanuel Lewis, though, obviously. <laughs> I think rest in peace, Emmanuel Lewis, right? Maybe. Is he passed? He may have. <laughs> I, I know Gary Coleman. Mom and dad are gone. But Emmanuel Lewis is everybody waiting to see. He's alive and well. He's fifty-two. I don't know why he's Get him Gary Coleman. I this. think is is no he, more. He has he passed a while. He ago. has passed. Isn't that sad that those two get compared? Huh? They're I mean, so different. The, the, the so maestros <laughs> in Hollywood do. Oh, yeah. you? I need another you, but yeah. different. Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh man, going back and reading the series description of Webster, I forgot how fucking weird that show was. He's adopted, right? And his parents die in a car accident. Uh, and yeah. then he's adopted by Papadopoulos, who's an ex pro football player. Ex pro football player. And I think the actor was an ex pro yeah. football yep. player. Okay. Yep. And then the comedy was his like waspy wife, a lawyer, who you just said just passed. Um, doesn't know anything about kids so it's like mm. this weird okay so they're i guess the first season or first or two seasons take place in like a, a penthouse in chicago oh yes they do but and then Lewis burns it down and then webster burns it down yeah and then they move into a haunted mansion with a dumb waiter with the dumb waiter and then two kooky dumb landlords that own the house and there's like we're sick of this sad house let's have this family so then there are two additional kooky characters and then the house and the haunted ghost that lives upstairs in the rocking chair that is beautiful that's a beautiful i I can picture his crooked uncle ben vereen shows up once a season to try and steal webster or solicit money, as I recall. Which is, oh, Because yeah. I love Ben I Vereen, say, and I, it always made me like, no, he's back. But what's he, I mean, he must be trying to crook some money, because otherwise, yeah. it kind of makes sense for the child to go to his next of kin. <laughs> From the description, as as I read, I don't remember this, uh, Webster's father also was on the same football team as mm. Mr. Got Papadopoulos, of who was his godfather. Got it. That makes much more sense. So, 
What a a, a child of affluence that masterful Webster. show. That is so fucking crazy. <laughs> as soon as I read, and Webster burned the house down, I went. I remember that. I definitely remember. And that, that definitely told me not to play with plugs. I was mm. like, never play with a plug. Oh yeah, what are you? Because we can't it? afford to move to a haunted mansion. No, 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 no. Man, My dad really plays doing... park football. Yeah, I'm doing. Uh... Doing terrible. Where was I on Saturday mornings? Was I sleeping in? Snoozing, man. Dreaming. All right, we're on number six. Okay. We got, uh, first we got The Dukes. Saturday morning cartoon version of The Dukes of Hazard. The Dukes featured Boss Hog, Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane, with their dog Flash. Mm-hmm. Wildly car chasing Daisy and the Duke cousins, Coy and Vance Duke whose characters were created to replace the show's original stars after they held out over a contract dispute. But this time, the, uh, this time the hijinks go far beyond rural Georgia. The global adventures extend from Australia to the Arctic Circle, from Ireland to the Philippines. In the first season, the Duke, bo- the Duke boys, Coy and Vance Duke, uh, that, oh, sorry, that was so yeah, they uh, raced the Dukes across the Arctic Circle, the Philippines, and Ireland. <laughs> okay, sounds sounds about right. Uh, and then uh, the, the second one would be Chips Off the Block. Oh. The short-lived animation revi- revival finds the famed original California Highway Patrol officers John and Ponch replaced by their sons John Jr. and Lefty, but their police chases take mm. the sons way off the beaten path. Their fast-paced adventures have them racing across California, tracing animatronic bank robbers, a black magic board game tycoon, and hyperactive candy candy peddlers. All this evil is controlled by Desmond Dredd and his evil post-apocalyptic-inspired biker gang, the Road Thrillers. Estrada's likeness was used as the police commissioner, but not voice. Estrada was filming 1987's Hour of the Assassin, featuring Robert Vaughn, produced by Robert Roger Corman. Yeah, that's a, that's a red herring right there. I can picture an animated Eric Estrada, and that description is should tell me right away the details. The devil's in the details. Chips off the block. Chips off the block. And what was Dukes? Put up your uh, Dukes. The Dukes, because it was the uh, Duke cousins, Roy and Coy. The Dukes. Or Coy and Vance, sorry. Mm. The Dukes. I mean, how can you not have a Dukes of Hazard cartoon? Chips, why would you make it so convoluted? Well, bionic. Bi- <laughs> but robonic. Come on. You're six questions in. And you ask yourself. <laughs> I know. All right, I'm going to go with my gut since I messed up with Gary Coleman. I feel like I can picture Eric Estrada, so I think Chips off the block is real and dukes is not real oh i got you again because eric estrada was in c lab that's why you can picture an animated eric estrada that is a thousand percent why i can picture him (laughs) damn it you did get me that was well done well done uh yeah but dukes they made one and i was like what the cousins and i forgot there were dukes cousins yeah and just, I love the idea of Duke's cousins. Hornswoggled. Really hornswoggled on this one. And there's only one left, right? Uh, there are two. Okay. Okay. Redemption song, baby. Redemption song. All right. Number seven. 
Laser Tag Academy. Jamie Jaron, the Laser Tag Champion of 3010, travels back in time to the year 1987 to help her ancestors, teenagers Tom and Beth, and toddler Nikki. Jamie protects the kids from Daxon Dreer, a master criminal from the year 2061, and his humanoid minions, the Skugs. Uh. Draxon has traveled back in time to destroy Beth because she would eventually create the Starlight Gun and Starlight Sensor. Two real-life laser tag products, worn by Jamie. These machines enable Jamie to compete in laser tag tournaments from her time period, and in certain individuals, Starlight is capable of producing effects that enable the wielder to manipulate matter and energy on a molecular scale, and with the aid of star the star sensor, even time travel. Wowzers. Okay. Uh, and then two is Nerf Blast Stars. Will and Robert Whitman are just your average boys from 1989. Boys who discover an odd orange football, the original classic Nerf product, amongst their father's belongings, a man who abandoned them long ago. The ball allows them to throw farther, run faster, and jump higher. After a run-in with the local, local bullies, they find out that the ball morphs into a, can morph into a slingshot, a bow and arrow, mm-hmm. and a ball blaster. Mm-hmm. The ball, the ball is actually an alien weapon created by the Nerfatix Empire, controlled by the evil Emperor Zorgan. The creator of of the Nerf, the actual creator of the Nerf weapon was the boy's father, who returns to Earth just in time to save his sons from Zorgan's elite bounty hunters, the Kludge. Kludge, Skugs. Okay, <laughs> I am going with this reasoning. Laser tag was not as popular as Nerf, certainly in 89. So Nerf had some serious money and some serious skin in the game to sell more Nerf guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I think the Nerfatics. Yeah. 87 Nerf- was laser tag. Laser tag was 87. Yeah. Just never. And laser. Was there a specific like. I'm going to buy laser tag or was laser tag made by multiple companies? I think it, we had a knockoff laser tag thing. Okay. Like laser tag, as I recall, was you go to a laser tag place, but it would be like, you know, you know, Butch Bando's laser tag. Yeah, sure. Sure. Show. Yeah. Not, you didn't have, it wasn't like Apple computers version. So. Laser tag is there's nobody that has a direct fucking hand in laser tag pocket. Laser tag places, but is there a laser tag union? I mean, it's laser with a Z. So Mm -hmm. if that gives you that, that that does help a little bit. I think it's what was the name of the Nerf one? Blast stars. I think it's Nerf blast stars is real. And laser tag squeals. No, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, Holy get your... shit. <laughs> oh my god. It was god. the skunks. That description <laughs> is so fucking long and contains the word skugs. Is it S-K-U-G-G-S? Uh-huh. Yep, oh, exactly man. like you'd read it in one of our scripts. Wow, the skugs, man. Skugs is so weird that we would have probably changed it. They'd be like, 
that's we got to go with scrugs. You guys or just something. like the sound of that word. <laughs> it is scugs. Oh wow, scugs. All right, and now the the finale. Let me get at least one more, baby. Here we go. All right, it's uh, Fonz and the Happy Days Gang. Okay. The Fonz, Richie, Ralph, Melf, and Potsy are joined by Fonzie's anthropomorphic dog named Mr. Cool as they are visited by Cupcake, a girl from the future who pilots a malfunctioning time machine. After the Fonz's patented repair job, the gang goes on a joyride and gets lost in time. History gets a little cooler with the Fonz when he stops human sacrifice, alien invasions, and werewolves. Okay. Okay. And then... uh. Makes perfect sense on that one. The next one is Laverne and Shirley join the army. The series is set at Camp Fillmore and follows the comedic antics of roommates Laverne DeFazo and Shirley Feeney. As privates in the U.S. Army, they wind up getting involved in clandestine escapades with their uh, immediate supervisor, a pig named Sergeant Squealy, who's always threatening to report them to his supervisor, Sergeant Turnbuckle. These are both so believable. <laughs> So, this is so hard, and if it's uh, they're both true, Hanzi, I would not be surprised. There has to. How could they have missed? Honestly, how could they have missed the boat on both of these? But to not have a Happy Days cartoon would have been so foolish. Yet, yet, it is a perfect dynamic to have those two fish-out-of-water characters in the army. Ah, Laverne and Shirley's more 70, so it's still pre-stripes. And my gut has always been wrong, and my gut says happy days. Anthropomorphic dog, pig that squeals, and picture those voices. Would Henry Winkler do a cartoon? Because Laverne and Shirley... I'm going to go Laverne and Shirley. I'm going... I'm going Laverne and Shirley. Because Happy Days is two. You get a point. Yes. But your gut was true. So you get two points because they were I both actual it. cartoons. I fucking knew it. <laughs> yes. And yeah, if you want to know, it was part of a fucking block. Oh, I bet it was a good block. On ABC during when both of those shows were on. So I just described Sergeant Turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. So this is season two of Laverne and Shirley because the aforementioned Fonz and Happy Days time traveling gang fucking went belly up because it sucks bummer the following season of laverne and shirley joined the army was retitled laverne and shirley with the fonz and combined with combined into a half hour adaptation from went from 1978 to 1982 holy shit um but also folded in Mork and Mindy, so then it became Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, slash, so it's Mork and Mindy, slash, Laverne and Shirley, slash, the Fonz Hour, which lasted, okay, that lasted for one season. During the second season, Laverne and Shirley were joined by the characters, the Fonz, voiced by Henry Winkler, and of course, his anthropomorphic dog, Mr. Cool. Uh, Of course. uh, Voiced by Frank Welker, anyways. uh, Animated Fonz and the Happy Day. So they came over because the yep. show was canceled. Uh, they just made Fonz the mechanic. Sure. Why not? Did For Robin Williams voice Mork? Wow. Here it comes. For the second season of the animated Laverne and Shirley program, the show was paired with an animated version of yet another Happy Day spinoff, Mork and Mindy, airing as Mork and Mindy, again, like I said, 
Robin Williams and Pan Dauber provided the voices as the alien and earthling Mork nice. and Minnie. But in the animated world, they, they are teenagers, and Mork's mission is to report back to his overlord Orson about the behaviors of earthling teens. Like any other Gary Marshall-inspired cart show slash cartoon, there was an anthropomorphic animal, and Mork's pet was a pink six-legged dog called Orkin, with Antan, or Orkin dog, like, creature. His name was Doing, but it was pronounced Boing. Got it. So they, from what I read, was they're making Happy Days, they're making Laverne and Shirley, mm -hmm. they're making Mork and Mindy. Which is crazy enough that Mork and Mindy spins out of Happy Days. Yes. So they got this like sweet window where they got all this fucking killer talent in one spot. And they're like, we're also doing cartoons. So all the voices are all the original oh, cast. Which is wild. The entire is... Happy Days cast, Laverne and Shirley, fucking uh, Robin fucking Williams and Pam Dauber, like everybody. They did these fucking weird ass cartoons. Because why wouldn't you, you know? Sure. They probably got, uh, um, oh, why can't I think of his name? He played uh, Squiggy and Surly or whatever. Oh, um, Mark McKinney. Mike, Michael and, McKeon. Uh, Michael McKeon. Like, not Mark McKinney, Mark McKinney's from... Which Spinal Tap is... I know, the sequel. That, like, God oh, willing, so God willing, sounds so good. Uh, um, so yeah, Saturday morning, fellas. I would like and to ladies. see that shit. Oh, yeah, that's what you said. Gary Marshall, another legend died. And I'm not talking mm -hmm. about Darth Vader. Kissinger. Uh, Norman Lear died Norman Lear. at 101. Yeah, a spry fucking 101 years old. That guy saw some shit, man. Oh, no. Yeah, fuck yeah. And now I'm listening to his bumbling character break down the JFK assassination as though he's an authority. <laughs> the one and only Rob Reiner. <laughs> the, if you guys, oh, me dead. if you guys haven't listened to Who Shot JFK, hosted by Soledad O'Brien and Rob Reiner, and the authority with which Rob oh. and I love Rob Reiner, by the way, sure. and I didn't know he directed Misery. I love Rob Reiner, by the way. So, put that aside. When anyone is an authority on something, you're just like, you just kind of watched Oliver Stone's JFK, like all of us. Which, especially when you are have dipped your toe into the comedy world. Right. You can't say anything too seriously, because then you're immediately like, you know, like if it was Will Ferrell tells you who built the pyramids, you're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't believe you. And he's like, I've been to, I've been there, I've seen them. Oh, yeah, exactly. Which would be a great show. I'd also watch the Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell cartoon oh there you go will pharaoh will pharaoh oh hans bring the high heat money <laughs> oh man everybody get out there and change your underwear after that one <laughs> not from your pee but from your squee your squee <laughs> <laughs> well let's see you squee i say squee on everyone go watch some saturday morning cartoons go look them up. stay There's dry some ones look up Teen Wolf. Yes, look him all intro up, is, folks. He's got a offensive grandpa and grandma. Perfect. It's great. There's, there's, there's plenty. So we love you all, and there's nothing you can do about it. May your Saturday's bowls be full of sweet, sugary crisps, and your Saturday nights be full of yucks. <laughs> Jugs. 
and hidden Pepsis because you didn't want your brothers to drink it. So you hid it. And may your bathrooms be locked, my friends. <laughs> may they always be locked. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. And now, the adventures of Bigfoot. Here comes Bigfoot to show off his stuff. The best of the big ones. He's rough and he's tough. Bigfoot and the muscle machines. He'll come to the rescue with all of his might. Bigfoot, when you need him, you know he's around. Bigfoot, he'll crush him and make him leave town. Bigfoot and the muscle machines. They're big, bad, dirty, and mean. They're big, bad, dirty, and mean. Built from the world's finest electronic parts. Designed to be the world's most perfect electronic robots. Robotic Stooges! On a mysterious night, the Q appeared, bringing clarity. The Q has changed everything in our lives. He's colorful, magical, thousand years from now, a perfect world. Laser tag champion Jamie Jaron is the sole possessor of starlight power. Until the resurrection of a master criminal from the past, Draxton Greer. through time in his quest to conquer the future. He is pursued by Jamie Jaron. Jamie must team with her ancestors, Tom, Beth, and Nikki Jaron. Join us now in our adventure through time to preserve the past, save the future, and keep the peace established by the Laser Tag Academy.
boys and Daisy are racing old Boss Hog clear around the world. And they gotta win the prize money so Boss can't foreclose on the family farm. Actually, greedy old Boss wants the farm and the money for himself. So he's been a cheap man a scheme in every foot of the way. Just give over the We got it all together now, gang. The Fonz. His doggy name, Mr. Cool and the Good Group. One flaky time machine and a future chick named a cupcake. Oh, now the gang got zapped into that time machine and they're like traveling through time. They do not dig where that machine is going, but they sure hope to get back to 1957 Milwaukee. Can you dig it? Yeah! Laverne, let's join the army! You watch show? Where do I sign up? I'm with you! A commanding pig? No! 